Hi, I'm Jeremy Hall, and you're listening to the Kingdom Ethics Podcast. Today, we will be continuing with our bonus season with a section from David's forthcoming book, An Introduction to Christian Ethics, focusing on the truth, truthfulness, truth-telling, and what it means to be a people of the truth. It's a really good, compelling chapter, and I'm excited to share this section with you. I hope you enjoy it. We're glad you're here. This is Kingdom Ethics. When Kingdom Ethics briefly touched on situations of systemic lying from the very top of society, these were treated as happening in tyrannies like Nazi Germany or the USSR. We did not think that this line from our last paragraph would ever seem so relevant to contemporary Europe or the United States. Here's the line. The scriptures remind us of occasions in which, quote, truth has perished, Jeremiah 7, 28, or truth has, quote, stumbled in the public square, Isaiah 59, 14. In such times, justice, righteousness, and human life itself can become supremely threatened. Those who hold power are called especially to live in truth and to be aware of the many temptations they face to resort to duplicity, dishonesty, and truth suppression. Systemic lying from elected government leaders, torrents of disinformation and misinformation on social media, ideologically fractured accounts of reality, the loss of a social norm of truth-telling, the abandonment of the virtue of truthfulness, this is where we find ourselves in many nations today. We are long past just debating about emergency situations where lying might be okay. Truth itself needs a comeback. What is truth? In a famous draft essay called What is Meant by Telling the Truth, which is included in the 1995 English edition of his Ethics, Dietrich Bonhoeffer claims that, quote, the real is to be expressed in words. This is what constitutes truthful speech. That's page 360. He goes on to complicate the matter by suggesting that the nature of the relationship that exists between people helps determine what, quote, the right word is on each occasion. But he did not fiddle around with the definition of truth. To speak the truth is to express reality in words. Bonhoeffer's shorthand definition reflects the common sense understanding that truth is correspondence with reality. More formally, truth is the property of being in accord with reality or fact. This is called the correspondence theory of truth. If I say X, X is only true if X corresponds with the fact or reality to which X refers. If I say, I was late because of unusually heavy traffic, that statement is only true if the reason I was late was because of unusually heavy traffic. If we accept that telling the truth is at least a prima facie moral obligation, this must mean that it is morally significant that people offer statements that correspond with reality. The reason we do not talk about this simple fact very often is that it is taken for granted unless a problem arises. Philosophers have offered several competing approaches to this correspondence theory of truth. That's partly because not every statement really intends or purports to be a description of reality. It's also because not everybody agrees that there is such a thing as a shared reality available to be described. And it's because philosophers never accept the obvious without challenging it. Pragmatic theories of truth suggest that truth is that which is verified when tested and or put into practice. 
truth is not once for all established, but instead provisionally verified or disconfirmed by constant examination, trial and error, and self-correction. Truth is the hard-won achievement of a community of rigorous inquiry. This approach to truth seems especially relevant in the sciences. Coherence theories of truth claim that statements are true insofar as they fit with and are interdependent with others within a broader whole. This allows statements to be evaluated for their truthfulness within the context of the system within which they are made. This approach seems most appropriate within self-enclosed systems such as theologies or even games. It is normally wrong to punt on third down is a statement that makes sense only within the game of American football. The spirit proceeds from the father and the son and not the father only has coherence within the realm of a certain version of classic Christian theology, and so on. Constructivist theories of truth suggest that truth is a social construct linked to power. What is true is that which has been declared true by those who hold power. The cynical yet familiar expression, history is written by the winners, gets at this concept. Skeptical theories of truth all have in common that they attempt to poke holes in the correspondence theory. Examples include the performative theory, which claims that when we say that something is true, we are merely performing a speech act which that signals our endorsement of another statement. The consensus theory of truth simply says that truth is whatever a particular group agrees is true. This approach seems to abandon the idea of any reality beyond, beyond a shared group perception. Deflationary and redundancy theories assert that truth claims do not denote a real property in the world, or they are merely redundant reinforcements of assertions. Finally, pluralist theories suggest that different types of propositions might relate to different kinds of truth. Correspondence, pragmatic, constructivist, coherence, or other approaches might make sense in some areas, but not in others. For most everyday purposes, the correspondence theory of truth offers what we need. A truthful statement corresponds with reality. When people's statements routinely do not correspond with the facts to which their words refer, they have become liars, embracing a vice that violates the truthfulness upon which community depends. 8.4 Scriptural Wisdom from Truth to the Virtue of Truthfulness when one digs around a bit in the Bible, it becomes clear that scriptural writers think of truthfulness as a virtue at least as much as truth as correspondence with reality and truth-telling as a moral obligation. Indeed, in keeping with that key insight of virtue ethics, the Bible often treats truthful character as the presupposition for even the possibility of truth-telling. The Hebrew word that is normally translated as truth in English is met. The Hebrew word emunah also can be translated as truth or as truthfulness. These key Hebrew words are translated in an, an astonishing range of ways. What I find interesting is how often the best translation seems to be about truthful character rather than truth or speaking the truth. Deuteronomy 32.4 from um, the New Revised Standard. The rock, his work is perfect, and all his ways are just. A faithful emunah, a faithful God without deceit, just and upright is he. Persons beginning with the divine are true or not. The actions of persons who are true will be truthful. Such people and their actions can also be described as faithful, right, 
just, firm, sound, steady, and so on. Those who are true at their core develop truthfulness as a virtue. Others come to rely on this. The Old Testament treatment of truth is richly insightful. If truth at its core is about character properties and not about statement properties, then our thinking about the subject is turned on its head. The main question moves from what is true to who is true. Further development continues in the New Testament. The principal New Testament Greek word for truth is aletheia. The term is certainly used to describe statements that correspond with reality, the truthful character of God, and the expectation of truthful character in Christ's people, and the obligation to tell the truth. Most interestingly, though, some New Testament treatments of truth add a mystical, participatory, and eschatological dimension. Truth is an aspect of God's character revealed at this eschatological moment that wills to enter and transform receptive human beings. This theme is especially apparent in the literature associated with the Apostle John. John's treatment of truth is eschatological in that truth marks the fulfillment of God's redemptive plan now breaking into human life. It is participatory in that truth enters willing humans and we in turn dwell in truth and truth in us. Look at John 14:17 and 1 John 1:8. It is mystical in that truth is a spiritual reality, a supernatural force that makes us holy and new. That's uh, John 17:17 17, 17 and Revelation 21:5. For the Johannine tradition, followers of Jesus know the truth, 1 John 2:21 and tell the truth, John 19.35. But more profoundly, disciples are from the truth, 1 John 3.19, and in the truth, 2 John 1.1. The truth abides in them, 2 John 1.2. They are made holy or sanctified in the truth, John 17.17. Out of this spiritual characterological state flow truthful lives. Disciples walk in the truth, 2 John 1.4, 3 John 3 4. Those who claim knowledge of Christ but do not obey his commands reveal that there is an absence of truth in them. 1 John 2 4 and John 14 15. A spiritually empowered and deeply felt commitment to Christ is the foundation of a character that dwells in truth and a way of life walking in the truth here at the eschatological moment when the truth himself has entered human history.